And, and if I can summarize, summarize uh, the journey of Funkis so far, it will be two words. It's timing and collaboration. Uh, timing, because at every step, very important step of the journey, uh, something something happened, but but opened new doors for us. Mm-hmm. And collaboration is because from the very very beginning, uh, we have decided to collaborate yeah. uh, with a different and leverage on the on the different stakeholders, but 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 Wayne Mauritius. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, your source of inspiration and actions from African leaders and founders. My name is Gérald Ami, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the podcast. Today I have the great pleasure to host Paul Perrier, CEO of Funkis, Mauritius' first crowd lending platform. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? Hi Gérald, thank you for having me today. I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a long time coming since we wanted to host you on the podcast and, and get to know more about uh, you and about Funkis. So um, tell us a little bit more about, uh, about yourself, your journey as an entrepreneur and uh, a bit uh, of the inside story that led you to co-create Funkis. Inside, uh, inside stories of fun kids. So, as you said, my name is Paul. I'm 36 year, years old. I'm, I'm Mauritian. Uh, I'm married. I have two, two young sons, Victor and Raphael, uh, four and two. Uh, as we are doing this, uh, this interview, I'm in quarantine with them. Uh, uh, in Mauritius because we just came back from uh, uh, from holidays in uh, in Europe in France. Uh, so this is also an interesting part of uh, of, uh, of of my entrepreneurial journey of coping with family, personal time, and also fun kiss. I'm sure we'll be able to to discuss more about it uh, uh, later. Uh, before creating Funkies, uh, I started my professional career at uh, PwC uh, in 2010 in the corporate finance department. I worked there for four years. Uh, afterwards, I moved in a in a family office in uh, in still in Mauritius, but this. Uh, uh, this family office had investments in uh, in logistics, property, uh, and FMCG, fast-moving uh, consumer goods, uh, across uh, East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda, uh, South Africa, uh, and, uh, and and Mauritius. So it's working with this uh, with this uh, wealthy family from uh, from South Africa was my first. Um, encounter uh, and deep insight into what is entrepreneurship and how successful, very successful entrepreneurs, uh, uh, what they do and how they, they build their, uh, their fortune and how they maintain it and keep it growing. It was also an opportunity for me to, to discover Africa, at least uh, East Africa. Uh, and after this, uh, I spent yeah three around three years with, with this uh, in this family office. 
Then uh, during my my tenure there, I I, I met uh, uh, a Mauritian entrepreneur, uh, a great Mauritian entrepreneur, who would developed uh, a chain of uh, of beauty stores uh, in the Indian Ocean. Uh, for the Mauritian listeners who will know, it's called Mado. So he developed this chain in uh, in Reunion Island, in uh, in Mayotte, which is a French department, uh, in, in in Mauritius. So all in all, around 30, 30 stores uh, across the, the Indian Ocean. So I met him one day. We were in two thousand and 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 fifteen, and he told me that he was interested in. Uh, in launching his uh, uh, his uh, his stores in in Kenya, but he didn't know the country, but he thought there would be a good potential there. So we visited together, and based on this visit, we did this side visit. We did decided to launch together Madora uh, uh, in uh, in Kenya, and like we uh, sorry. It's like the Kenyan version of Maduro. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. And we ended up opening five stores between 2015 and 2018 there. Uh, we had big, big plans as well to, op- to, to go into, into fast fashion with, op- with opening stores like Jennifer, Celio. Uh, but uh, eventually, one of our competitors, our competitors there, uh, called Lintons, uh, made made us an offer, uh, and we uh, we sold this, uh, this 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 beauty chain. But it was a, a very insightful journey uh, of of, of semi uh, entrepreneurship, uh, where we developed from scratch. Uh, uh, a new concept uh, in in Nairobi, in Kenya, and we set the standard on, on how uh, beauty stores should be run and should look like uh, in Kenya. Uh, and in parallel of this uh, of this uh, Madura adventure, uh, the idea of launching uh, Funkis came, uh, and at some point. Uh, between 2017, 18, and 2019, I was doing at the same time Madura and uh, and and, and Funkis before we uh, we exited uh, Madura. So that's 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 my journey uh, before before uh, uh, Funkis, uh, corporate finance and uh, business development. In Mauritius and uh, and East Africa. Now, uh, regarding the question about how Funkis all started, I think it's it's uh, like many business ideas. Uh, it comes from very little and uh, little things. I was in my car back in uh, September two thousand and fifteen. Uh, and I was listening to a radio show, uh, uh, France Inter, for those who know, uh, and they were inviting a French entrepreneur called Vincent Ricordo, uh, who was uh, launching uh, a crowdfunding platform for SMEs uh, in France, because France had just uh, opened uh, the, the crowdfunding market. 
so uh, listening to this to this uh, radio show, I said, "Wow, that's uh, a great idea. Uh, we should have it uh, in Mauritius as well, because when you read the newspapers, and it was also my experience uh, through uh, uh, at PwC or during my tenure in the family office or with Madura, getting finance for SME, a small business, is uh, is an uphill battle." Uh, you have, just in Mauritius, you have more than 20 commercial banks. You have non-bank financial institutions as well. We, it's a very developed and structured market. But yet, the SMEs or the business owners are, are struggling to get access to finance because the way it's done, uh, they always ask for collateral. And this is a major issue, and the customer experience as well uh, uh, is, is is a big issue and has its limits. So it's based on all the on this listening to to this radio show, my own experience through PwC, Family Office, and uh, Madora, uh, and also my knowledge of the local market. But I said I need to go to move forward uh, with this idea. Now, you have a business idea. What do you do in Mauritius? <laughs> you have two choices. Either you keep your idea for yourself or you decide to go and discuss with people and see what's the, the way forward to, to bring this idea uh, uh, into life. And, and if I can summarize, summarize uh, the journey of Funkis so far, it will be two words. It's timing and collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, timing, because at every step, very important step of the journey, uh, something something happened, but but opened new doors for us. Mm -hmm. And collaboration is because from the very very beginning, uh, we have decided to collaborate yeah. uh, with a different and leverage on the on the different stakeholders, but 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 were in Mauritius. So the very first uh, example of this uh, collaboration and, and timing is that it's a Saturday that I listen to the radio show. On a Monday, uh, a friend called me saying that uh, ENL, which is one of the conglomerates in Mauritius, is launching the, the very first incubator uh, of the island. And we are looking for, uh, for, for entrepreneurs to come and pitch their business idea. So I tell him, that's great, uh, I have a business idea. Uh, so this brings us to, to February, March 2016. I, we discuss, I present, I participate to this first uh, test drive program. Everyone says, yes, it's a good idea. Uh, okay, so you have uh, an idea. It's been kind of validated by, uh, through a test drive program and an and, and, uh, in incubator. What do you do? because there is no legal framework for this activity, crowd lending uh, in Mauritius. So this is where uh, uh, I decide to go and knock at the door of the authorities. So I go to the, um, to the Ministry of Finance, to the FSC, to the Bank of Mauritius, uh, to the EDB. They all say, yes, great idea, but you know, there's no legal framework, this, uh, this uh, activity is not yet authorized in Mauritius. 
So, but, but I continue to, I insist, and I think it's one of the important things when you are an entrepreneur, you need to be, to insist on some persistence on some, some things you believe in. And finally, there's a senior uh, uh, advisor at the Ministry of Finance who, well, who meets me and say, listen, we are not going to, to craft uh, a special license or regulation for your activity, but the government of Mauritius is coming in its next budget. So in June 2016, with the concept of the regulatory sandbox license. And this regulatory regulatory sandbox license, RSL, for me, it's it's the regulation, the license of the last five years in Mauritius because it's a game changer. And I think that uh, that people, that the stakeholders are not enough aware of this legislation and it allows to do a lot of things. So uh, effectively, uh, indeed, this this the announcement is, is made by the then Minister of Finance, which was uh, Pri, uh, Pravin Jagnut, which is now a Prime Minister. In December 2016, it's voted in Parliament in the Finance Bill. And in January 2017, we are the first to submit our application for the RSL. And in July 2017, we have we are the first in Mauritius to obtain the regulatory sandbox license to carry out our activity, uh, 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 crowd lending. So in the meantime, uh, I approach also, uh, I got on board uh, two co-founders to help me uh, in, this, uh, in this journey, uh, Ludovic and Alexandre. So we are the, so, in July 2017, so we are three co-founders. We have kind of a business plan. We have a license. We don't have a platform. Uh, what do we do? We don't have projects. We have nothing. So we rushed to to develop this uh, this new our platform, and 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 literally this is a, how we 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 built it. We designed it. It's a it's, it's a sketch because we. We took A3 papers and we draw on this A3 paper the, uh, the UX and UI, how it should work based on templates we had uh, abroad, looking at other platforms abroad. And we gave it to a, to a web agency here in Mauritius and we asked them to develop it. So this is MVP of MVP. You cannot have <laughs> uh, more MVP than this. And, 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 and what is... How it should be done. Uh, in French, we say à la main, and this is it with your hand. It's uh, handcraft, uh, and 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 this is how we we built it. And 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 the beauty of it is that this very same platform, this very same MVP, we are still using it today, three years down the line, and people are satisfied with it. We, we will soon in the next weeks have a new platform with new features and a completely new new level. But, but see, this, this MVP thing, it's, it's, it, 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 it was a, a, a great learning. But well, it took us nine months to develop it, but uh, we did it uh, with a lot of back and forth, trial and error, but we did it right. Uh, so in, uh, we are now in 
in June 2000 and July 2018. So we have a license, we have a team of co-founders, we have now our, our platform, we need projects. So we, we rushed to find two projects. Luckily, or again, timing, at the very same time, we have a friend who's doing a campaign on, uh, on GoFundMe because he wants to, to launch a, a, grocer, a bio grocery store. We say, no, come to us. So we raised 135,000 with him, with family and friends in September. Uh, in October, we need a second project. Uh, my, my mother is doing flea markets. She needs to buy uh, new tables, 35,000. I, I tell her, go and come and finance it on the platform. So with a team of co-founders, with a BP, with a license, which in the meantime, we have renewed, which, <laughs> for two little projects we have financed to show the proof of concept. We say now, I think we need to accelerate. We decide to do our seed funding and approach uh, business angels. And uh, we, uh, we raise with business angels and uh, 15 million rupees. So with this license, with a proof of concept, with the two projects, uh, the MVP as the platform and technology, and the team of co-founders, we raised 15 million. Uh, two co-founders moved full-time. Uh, and uh, it's really, for me, the, the first year of operation is really uh, 2019, uh, where we start, where we, our really our journey and uh, and as we go over things uh, uh, come up uh, for instance in in february 2019 uh, the mauritius africa fintech hub is is launched so the, the fintech ecosystem is starting to get uh, to get uh, structured in, a, uh, in, uh, in 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 mauritius uh, if we accelerate uh, this year uh, the, in the budget this year, uh, crowd lending is identified by the government really as a new tool to find new mechanism to finance uh, SMEs. Uh, and we, uh, thanks to this, we have the first institutional investor who starts to lend on every project on the platform, uh, which is SME Equity Fund. So, so, so really, it's really been a journey where timing collaboration uh, has been the, 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 the key drivers uh, and uh, have bring us where, where we are today. We, we are still very small, uh, but the, the opportunity that, that are uh, in front of us are, are huge. Wow, that's a, that, that's a great journey. And um, I'm, I'm very proud as a Mauritian to hear of such a journey from a Mauritian startup in a field that, let's, let's say, it was inexistent. You literally created that opportunity. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I think that's one, one of the specificity of, of Funkis is that we created a market, actually. Yeah. Uh, we, we created uh, a market and we helped... Uh, develop the regulation with, uh, with the authorities. And, and you often hear, yes, but in Mauritius, nothing happens. 
the authorities are not listening. But in our case, it's not, it has not been the case. It's completely the opposite. From the very beginning, the authorities have been open-minded, ready to listen, ready to take on board new ideas, to bring it forward. And it's, I think it's, 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 a, very, it's a very good example of, of public-private partnership. And me, I'm a strong believer in, in public-private partnership. It's, it's interesting. You mentioned that again this year um, in, in, in one of the budget or... or uh, yeah, yeah, this year in the budget in June. Yeah, so they, they are encouraging um, crowd lending. Uh, yeah. Could you, could you clarify a little bit for our listeners, for those who doesn't understand, because it's a, it's a fairly new concept in our market here in Mauritius. What's, what do you mean so, by crowd lending? So, so crowd lending, it's, it's very... So let me give a, give a context first. So, so, crowd, so you have this big umbrella, which I will call uh, crowdfunding, okay? Crowdfunding, then you have four, four pillars under, under the crowdfunding. You have donation-based uh, platforms. For instance, in Mauritius, you have two, two platforms operating. You have Small Step Matters and, and crowd, crowdfund.mu. Uh, these are more for social, environmental, for, for causes you finance, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, then you have the, the reward model. It's more to finance uh, cultural projects or, or startup projects. Uh, the, 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 the main example is, um, sorry, we've been cut off. Sorry, hello. So the main example is yeah. Kickstarter. So this, uh, so you give money, you finance a project, and you get a reward. Uh, yeah. Uh, in form of a prototype, uh, an album, yeah, a dedicated T-shirt. Yeah, goodies, goodies. Yeah. Then yeah. you have a model which is called equity. There, it's the platform and the investors behind the platform that will will take an equity stake in the in the business. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the fourth pillar, which is the main one, which is lending. Lending, you have two types of lending. You have consumer lending and SME lending. Funkis, we do at the moment SME lending. So what is it? It's a platform, funkis.mu, which allows uh, Mauritian SMEs or sole traders to get finance directly uh, by investors registered on the platform. Mm -hmm. So let's say a platform uh, a brewer raises one million rupee uh, on our platform. It's the investors who are registered who will lend directly the money to the to the company to the borrower, and every month this company will pay back capital and interest or cap interest only and capital at maturity. So, but, but, but me, I see more, we, we started, we, we need to understand also the evolution of this, uh, of this market, of this industry. Uh, crowd lending, it's new in Mauritius. It's two years old in Mauritius, but globally, internationally, it's an industry which is now 15 years old. Yeah. The first platforms were Zopa in the UK uh, in 2005. You have, um, uh, 
what's her name? You have on deck in the in the in the US landing club in 2007. Uh, in in France and Europe, you have let's say October as from 2015. In in Asia, you have funding societies. So it's been so around. Have, yeah, it's been it's been growing, and and we have seen the, the the evolution of industry. And what is interesting in these evolutions, most of them, all of them, started as crowd lending platform. Okay where individuals were financing um, uh, SMEs or business businesses. Yeah. But what we saw, especially around 2008 and after the, um, the subprime, subprime, subprime uh, uh, crisis, is that institutional investors started to get interested in this model. And now most of, most of the funding through these platforms are done by institutional investors. And they have gone from a model of 100% crowd to mm -hmm. a model of lending platform where it's either the platform which lends directly to the, to the borrowers or it's through different funds. And so there are a variety of models and me, I prefer to see us uh, in the alternative investment or alternative lending uh, industry and we are also starting to, to, to transform ourselves from a crowd lending platform to a lending platform. And, 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 and where you see where the old world and new world connect is that, for instance, Zopa, Funding Societies, Lending Club, this year, they all have uh, uh, applied for a digital bank license. Which is yet another... Uh, yet another... Potential development for 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 for, for fun kids. So we are really really at the very 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 beginning of the journey, and the and the opportunities that are that are in front of us are, are huge with the right partners. We, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this landscape that is ahead of us a little bit later. Um, yes. I want I want to share with you something that we have observed here. Like every time we touch the subject of funding and financing for, for startups and SMEs, we tend to see two distinct, uh, a two-sided landscape. When we speak with angels and VCs and investors, they tend to tell us at the end of the day, like they are willing and ready to invest, but for them, there are not enough projects to fund or worthy projects to fund. And then on the other side, of course, when we speak with the entrepreneurs, they're like, we have, business ideas we are like ready to receive funding but there's not sufficient access to funding so what is your what, what are your thoughts on that um i i can only speak based on our experience uh there's a lot of money in mauritius people have money uh we 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 raised we raised remember we raised 15 million two years ago based on a license, on a proof of concept with two small projects, uh, a team of co-founders, MVP, uh, and a BP. On this, we raised 15 million rupees. There was no traction. No one was knew about Funkist, nothing. Nothing. The business angels, they were uh, appealed by the story, uh, and I think 
also they were believing in us. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all about the people. Am I believing in, this, in these three guys to deliver on what they are, on they are saying and, and execute this story they are telling me? If the investors believe in you, they will put the money. Yeah, that starts by you believing in yourself and in the... And you, yes, exactly. Delivery. And having this, 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 this faith in your story. This is one thing. And executing the story and the business plan. Mm -hmm. Execution is everything. Execution is everything. But do you so, think there is... Sorry to cut you, Paul. Do you think that there is like a gap uh, or there is the absence of a bridge between the investors and uh, the entrepreneurs? Because, so, uh, yeah. So, yes, there is, there is, there is definitely an issue. This I, uh, uh, I, I'm aware and, and I acknowledge uh, I think we have been very lucky to have found these, these business angels. Uh, my understanding and what I see is that if you look at the, at the business angels uh, in Mauritius, they are very conservative. They don't like to take risk. And if you are risk averse, you cannot invest you, and you, don't, you must not invest in a, in, in a startup. Because investing in a startup, it's a, it's a leap of faith. Yeah, intrinsically, it's a, it's, a it's, it's a leap of faith because you have, it's a guy that maybe you don't even know which has an idea and now yeah. he needs to execute this idea. Yeah. And so many things can happen which are beyond his control and your control yeah. that, that, can, uh, that can make this deal to fall through. So, so, so you need to, 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 to have this appetite for the risk before investing in a startup. Mm -hmm. And I think there are very few people that can do it uh, in Mauritius. Mm -hmm. But what I also, uh, what I've seen and my experience is that also business angels normally in Mauritius, they, they don't understand startups. They don't understand how startups work they, yes, they will invest, but we will ask for a lot of, uh, of shareholding. Uh, and dilution for the co-founders is sometimes a, a, big, uh, a big issue. Uh, being very conservative also, they want, you know, when in, it's, and this is, is something I've, I, I, I'm trying to explain to my, to, my, to my shareholders as well over time. In a startup, especially in the field where we are, fintech, growth is everything. Mm -hmm. Either you grow fast or you die slow. Okay? And when you have money, you need to spend it. You need to invest. You need to invest in the team. You need to invest in the technology. You need to invest in the... Uh, in, in your marketing, in your communication, in your processes, you need to invest. Yeah, you got to make it if, work. Yeah. Yes, if a, uh, uh, an investor tells you there's money, but we need to last as long as possible with this money, don't take this investor because it won't work. Straight into the wall. 
you're going to go to the wall and you're going to, to die slow. Yeah. And this is it's the velocity of execution and the velocity, the rapidity of, the, of what you are executing, which is important. Yeah. And it's extremely important. And, 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 and also in Mauritius, investors, they want to see revenue. They want the, 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 the business to, be, to generate enough revenue to be, to be able to, to stand on its feet as soon as possible. But sometimes this is not possible. Yes, you have business models which are cash generating from the very first day, and fair enough. But you have business model also, like ours, which are capital intensive. We are revolutionizing uh, uh, the lending landscape uh, in Mauritius, where you have legacy uh, institutions who have huge budgets. You have a bit of the borrowers and lenders to change. It's an uphill battle. Hmm. And, 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 and investors need to understand this. But, but from where we were two years or three years ago and now, the, the landscape has changed a lot. Now you see, you're starting to see business angels clubs uh, being set up. Uh, you have SME equity funds starting to look at uh, uh, startups. So I think we will catch up and we will, yeah. we will catch up faster than, than we think. It's just, it just takes time for the ecosystem to get uh, structured. Uh, and, and business angels, VC, are part of this ecosystem and they are learning and they are growing with the ecosystem and we need to accept it. I also think so. And I, I would like us to, to zoom out a little bit, Paul, and look at this uh, ecosystem like with a more uh, outside view. Like, let's talk a bit about the, the fintech landscape in Mauritius. We, we touched about it earlier. Uh, I personally believe, and uh, I think you are aligned with me, that the, the fintech landscape has come a long way uh, when it comes to progress uh, in Mauritius. And I believe the area, the, the, the boulevard of opportunities ahead of us is like wide open. There is so much more that we can do. And yourself as one of the main actors in, in, in this ecosystem, how do you see things evolving firstly? And then how do you compare our local Mauritian fintech uh, landscape with the African one? Indeed, the ecosystem has, has evolved uh, in the right direction. Maybe for some people, not fast enough, but it's, it's, it's moving in the right direction. Uh, I think uh, the launch of uh, Mauritius Africa Fintech Hub and the work that uh, Michel and his team are doing uh, is great. It's a, it's, a, it's a great booster, putting forward the ecosystem, uh, establishing partnerships uh, with, uh, with other countries, especially in, uh, uh, in Africa. EDB as well is doing uh, a, a, great, uh, a great job uh, in, this, in, this, uh, in this area. Uh, you are starting also to see very good uh, projects and uh, like uh, MIPS in payments they are doing very well. They, are, they have, I think, secured a partnership with some, some local banks. Uh, uh, you, you, have, you have other examples. We are starting to see some, some potential champions uh, emerging. But again, uh, we need to accept that all this, we are at the very beginning of the process. 
Uh, and I like to do a comparison with, uh, with Eben, Cyber City. Eben, uh, 15 years ago, it was a sugarcane field. Yes, it was. And today, it's 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 uh, it's, it's, a field uh, yeah. it's a field of building. It's 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 the heart of the Mauritian IFC. So we've been able to do it. Uh, and me, I, what makes me very optimistic for the future, it's this ability that we Mauritian as a nation, as a country, this this capacity, and I think it's even the skill we have to reinvent ourselves every time. Every time we have reinvented ourselves, uh, every time we have found re re uh, new ways of growth and and new business areas to uh, to explore and develop, and fintech in, is one of these uh, avenues for the uh, reorganizing, uh, reboosting of uh, of the financial services sector, and we have everything uh, to succeed. We have universities. Uh, we have skilled workforce. Uh, we have big companies here. We have a very structured uh, financial uh, services uh, industry. Uh, we have uh, a government, I think, which is which is forward-looking. We have uh, uh, policies like this RSL, which are which are good. It's just a question of promoting it. And I think what will do a lot of good also uh, to the Mauritian ecosystem is to have a huge success story. I think it's the day we have a big success story, which is which is recognized abroad. It will, it will really really give take us to the next level. And this will again will it it will come in the next two three years. I'm sure. I'm very confident of it. We have we have everything in place for. We have everything in place happen. to succeed. So, however, what we don't have is scalability. I don't think any fintech operating only in Mauritius will succeed. It's impossible. It needs to access the African market. Exactly. Uh, otherwise, it's it, it, it won't work. Mauritius is the launchpad. Mauritius is the it's the field where you uh, you play, you build your your model, you test your business model, but you need to expand in Africa. And how do you see that landscape, this African landscape? Well, it's it's you have many Africas uh, depending <laughs> on the country, the region. But uh, if I take my our example, Funkis, I don't know. Maybe there are opportunities in in Madagascar, in Seychelles, in in East Africa, I know they are coming. They have come up with uh, with, with 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 regulations regarding peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending. So maybe it's it's something we we should explore and uh, which is definitely on our on our roadmap. Do you believe that we could actually lead that uh, fintech, I would say, revolution uh, on the African landscape? At a point in time, knowing us and our agility to really adapt and no, I think you know we. Yes, I think we can. If we have, if we put everything in place from a policy perspective, regulatory perspective, if there's access to capital, 
if there is the talent pool, uh, everything is possible. I think the everything is possible. Company. Yeah. I think it's, everything it's, is possible. Why, why wouldn't we do it? Again, we, it's, we, are, we are in a very fast-moving environment, okay? 10 years, if, let's take a comparison at the stock exchange or a top, top 500, uh, Forbes top 500, Fortune top 500. 10 years ago, the top 10 companies were what? The, the energy companies, oil companies? Yeah. Where are they today? Where are they today? It's GAFA now, which is dominating the field. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Things keeps evolving. It's, it's, it keeps evolving. Today, today, if we look at us, me, what I like to say, it's, it's, it's quite of provocating, but this is the ambition we need to have. It's today IBL is the, is the biggest uh, company in Mauritius, conglomerate. But tomorrow, five years down the line, it should be a Funkis, it should be a MIPS, it should be whoever who's bigger than IBL or has a bigger market capitalization than MCB. This is the kind of ambition that we need. We have seen it in, we have seen it in, in the global market. Yeah? Like we've moved from the big IBMs and stuff to uh, Airbnb being one of the biggest uh, market cap uh, company in the New York Stock Exchange. And exactly. This is the kind of ambitions that we need to have. And uh, all of that is, is possible. As I said, the boulevard of opportunities is, is wide open ahead of us. Paul, it, it, uh, it has been a real, real pleasure to, to pick on your mind and, and get... Uh, oh, it's already finished. <laughs> we are reaching the end. It's not... <laughs> I, think, I think we will need a part two uh, to keep going on uh, and get all of your insight. But before we, before we head off, I would like to ask you if you had three pieces of advice for our entrepreneurial community, Paul, in this era of new normal that we are living right now and that you are currently experiencing, what would they be? Uh, it's, I will give the same advice that uh, one of my friends gave me when I told him that I was going to, to go ahead with, uh, with Funkis. So it's number one, resilience, number two, resilience, and number three, resilience. It's all about resilience and perseverance because all the, the difficulties, the challenges, the, the issues that will come your way, you cannot even imagine, uh, but you, you, you need to to stick to your plan, to the, to the bigger picture and, and, and persevere and keep to going. make things happen and keep going always, keep pushing, keep yep. pushing always and trust your instinct as well. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I think it's, uh, this is something that really resonates with me personally. And I have been saying it also, cool. uh, quite a while now in the, on the podcast, like, uh, go for it, uh, keep fighting resilience. And I think, uh, 2020 has been a year where, uh, it has been a filter year where enterprises and entrepreneurs who are not resilient has been wiped out. And those who has persevered are still here and still fighting for it. So Paul, it has been a real, real pleasure. 
Thank you very much for all Thank your you. insights. Thank you very much for your advices. And um, I wish you best success with, uh, with Funkiss and we will keep looking, having a look on your evolution. And I'm sure we will have a chat sometime around and hopefully uh, the next time we have a chat, you are one of these uh, big success stories that you were referring to. Oh. Or, or I will do your interview. <laughs> this one. Okay. Likewise. Thank, Thank you, you for so the invitation. Well. Thank you for the invitation. And I really enjoyed the, the exchange and the interview. See you soon. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Gerald. Uh, great interview and uh, pleasure being back on the show as per usual. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed uh, Paul's Paul's story and, and that story of Funkis as well. And I wanted to pick up on, on several points that he mentions. The first one, when he speaks about how getting into the entrepreneurial lifestyle and journey was really through uh, one of the people who, who pushed him towards starting a venture and who had already had experience as an entrepreneur. And to me, that's it plays into what we've been speaking about a bit before, which was, you know, having a mentor, having someone to look up to, having someone to teach you the ropes almost. And I think that's key for a lot of entrepreneurs starting, starting out their journey. And then, um, you know, he mentions further on that the two key elements, well, I think maybe even three with his last comment, were timing, collaboration, and resilience. And to be honest, you, you can almost boil down entrepreneurship to those three words. Uh, really, and, and I really think that is the essence of, of what you need as, as an entrepreneur um, to survive, to thrive, uh, and to succeed is timing, collaboration, and resilience. So I really think those words and, and his, his view there were, were so, so good. And, you know, Paul is, I feel, can be one of those startup successes that Mauritius gets to share especially with the opportunity that, you know, the sector of fintech has in Mauritius. I definitely think, you know, maybe hopefully, in, like he says, you know, five years, uh, he can be one of those success stories. Definitely. Yeah. But I do have to have to disagree on, on one of the points that he mentioned. It's not necessarily disagree, but I think there's another variable that needs to be taken into account. You know, his journey was, I mean, it, it is such an amazing journey, but it is not necessarily the norm in Mauritius the journey of him being able to find um, business angels, being able to raise that seed capital uh, for the 15 million, um, that is a minority in the story. And when 
when he mentioned, he, he starts to go on about how, yes, entrepreneurs, uh, sorry, uh, angels in Mauritius are a bit, you know, conservative. And, and I agree, but they're also far between. And I also think that there has to be that consideration of um, exposure and network and who, what people you are exposed to. And I think he leveraged his network very, very well to be enabled to be in the position that he is. However, I think that's an important point for other entrepreneurs to note is it also matters who you know, how you get that access to those people and who they you know, recommend you to, um, to get that trust in you. So I do think there is a bit of a, yeah, there is a bit of a thing to be said that most entrepreneurs would, would need to um, really leverage their network a lot, lot more in order to, to, to get there. Yeah, and, and, and this is one thing that entrepreneurs, uh, I, I believe, kind of oversee. It is when you are an entrepreneur, like you need to go out there and, and, and talk about your idea and, mm -hmm. and network and get yourself out there. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's just useless. Uh, it, it, you may feel you're losing your time, but you never know like one door can open another door and another mm -hmm. door. Exactly. And suddenly yeah. you are talking with an angel that, is believing in your story. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. So. Yeah, but I, I would, uh, I, I would add two things. Um, the first thing is, um, I agree with you, Jason, that he managed well. He, he leveraged his network, but there is a, there is a thing as well that happens, um, and I, I, I'm not sure it's only in Mauritius. It's in many, many other countries as well, where the, uh, I would say, the business ecosystem is pretty small, uh, yeah. and you have large actors. Um, that are known for uh, crushing you if you get with an innovative idea. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the, having the boldness of going around and talking about your idea is probably one thing that, that he did well as well. So, yeah. And he built a network before he pitched his idea because mm -hmm. many, many people who would not have that network uh, may have kept their ideas by themselves, fearing that you know, they already get stolen or, or get crushed by somebody else. Um, so it's a, to me, it's a... Uh, I've lost much there. Matter of yet, I think the boldness of going and at the same, he worked in finance, uh, in, in corporate. Yeah. Mark, we've just lost you like Hello? 15 seconds. You were talking about the boldness. Yeah, from yeah. boldness. Yeah, the boldness. So, and, yeah, and, and maybe and maybe the fact that you worked in corporate finance and in in, in a family office where you're exposed to um, some kind of very private networks. Mm -hmm. Okay, high net yeah. worth individuals mm -hmm. you may not know. You may not reach out very easily, but the mm -hmm. fact that you got that that, that business that business contact details are very important. Um, the other thing I was I would challenge very much, and and I would put perspective because he mentioned timing, timing being essentials, timing blah blah blah, timing blah blah blah. He had his idea in 2015, okay, and he managed to create that that company in 2017. The timing is two years. So when we say timing, we, we tend to think, oh yeah, I, I was there, and then boom, 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 all the uh, all the things went at one after the other. But actually, it spans two years. Okay. Yeah, it was there before the RSL. It was there for the RSL. It was there and so for turbine and everything. True, the time that somehow the timing was good, but the time was long. And today, people want to have success in two months. Oh, yeah, I do that. And then two months later, I raise two million. 
And then six months later, I, I raise another 20 million. No, it's we're that's talking in years. Not, that scenario yeah. is not the. Yeah, you have like one in ten, one in one in a hundred. That, but, uh, but that not not even. Not, yeah, not but even, that speaks to. That speaks to his resilience because in those two years he could That's have quite not. easily shut down shop and said, "Hey, we don't even have a license." Uh, yeah, but, uh, but that resilience is what resilient, gets yeah. him to the right timing, enables yeah. him to I, take the opportunity of the right timing. Yeah. Yeah. What I take from timing is, uh, and I tend to agree with that, so a little bit disagree with you, Mark. Is like um, the timing of bringing that idea to the market was ripe was and right like things fell into places like honestly like when have you heard that the authorities agree to create a framework into which your company could evolve like i've personally here locally have never heard about that before the rsl this is one thing and then there is also the maturity of the market where Everybody knew how to take a loan. Everybody knew how to give equity away for money and start your business. But crowd lending, it was kind of something different. And because the ecosystem, the entrepreneurship ecosystem was also emerging, like this made that, okay, the timing was ripe and everything was going in parallel. Uh, well, yes, it took two years at the point in time, but yes, it was still going in parallel and, and, and it made it happen. Yeah, but, but where, where I want to challenge you, and, and you probably know this, this Chinese quote uh, or proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is now. And, and I, I don't want people to be left with the impression that, oh, yeah, you know, I should have invested in Bitcoin in 2014 and I would have been rich. Okay. You can see yeah, and, and I remember, and I'm a Bitcoin investor, and, and in 2017, when it was at $15,000 or 2018, or $15,000, people, people said, it's crazy, okay? And some, some guys bought, and then Bitcoin dropped. They dropped to $3,000. And the guy says, oh my gosh, my gosh, I, I, made, I made such a huge mistake. No, I, I, you know, and some guys actually sold with a big loss. Two years later, it was $45,000. Okay, so which investment gives you three times return in two years? None. Resilience is important. I completely yeah. agree. Timing is not. Timing is whenever you want, enter. There will be better times for sure. Yeah. And, and as we say in, in stock exchange, you never sell at the highest and you never buy at the lowest. Never, ever. But if you're consistent, Execute, and he talked about execution, and I think he's completely right. If you're consistent and execute and resilient, success will come. Oh, Amen. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Gentlemen, always a pleasure to bounce ideas with you. And um, as we can see today, it was uh, very interesting from all perspectives. We had four different perspectives. Agreeing, disagreeing, but I think all of us have uh, have some resource to put on the table and some thoughts, and uh, that's the beauty of the thing. That's the beauty of this platform, Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, where we can share and uh, and discuss and debate. 
Um, thank you very much, gentlemen, for all your insights. It has been a pleasure having you again this week. Uh, thanks to the audience for uh, listening to us. Uh, you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, your source of inspiration and actions from African leaders and founders. Today, I had the immense pleasure to host Paul Perrier, the CEO of crowd lending platform Funkis, and of course, the pleasure of having my two collaborators, Mark Israel and Jason Delory on board for a very interesting debrief. See you next week for more inspiration and actions from across the continent. But before we go, please, when you do listen to us, please give us a five-star rating wherever you do listen to us. This is a great help for us. Thank you very much. I'm heading off. See you next week.